0: you just abandon any precaution you know folks something could happen here and if it does so what
1: hey friends before we get into the interview that we have this week with austin bowers i just wanted to go over the two episodes that austin was a part of on nathan for you We didn't really explore those too much today, we just kind of wanted to chat with him and learn a little bit more about his experience. So the two episodes that Austin was a part of, one of them is The Movement, which we'll be covering next. Essentially for this episode, the owner of City of Angels Moving Company, David Sasuian, Nathan convinces him that he can make moving furniture the new fitness craze in order to get free labor. So he hires Austin to write a book about a man named Jack Garbarino, who's going to be the face of the movement. So that's kind of what we talk about a lot in this episode. And then we also touch a little bit on the other episode that Austin was a part of, which is The Richards Tip. Essentially for that episode, to help out Joe K's diner, Nathan creates a scheme involving a Michael Richards lookalike who's going to leave a big tip at the restaurant. They need to also find a man to change his name to Michael Richards, but Californian law dictates that a name change needs to be publicly announced in the newspaper, hence why Austin was hired to ghostwrite a newspaper called the Diary of Times. So those are kind of the two episodes that we talk about a little bit. I wanted to make sure that we got that right off the top of the show in case anyone doesn't remember what those are about, or perhaps just needed a little bit of a refresher. So I hope you enjoy our interview with our favorite ghostwriter, Austin Bowers, from Nathan for You. Hey, friends. Welcome to Nathan for Us, a Nathan for You podcast. My name is Kelly. And hi, I'm Megan. And today we have a very special episode because we have an exclusive interview with our favorite ghostwriter from Nathan for You and current writer of Four Hearts Academy, Austin Bowers, is here. How are you doing, Austin? Austin.
2: Hey, how's it going, everybody? How y'all doing? y'all doing? Y'all good?
1: Oh, we're
0: doing great. Yes, we are doing wonderful. We are so, so, so excited to have you here. Um you. From, like, us messaging you to this podcast happening, it's been such a short amount of time, and we're so grateful. You found time in your busy schedule to have us, so thank you so much for coming. Uh,
2: no fun. Happy to be here.
1: Yeah, and we're excited to get into... A little about you a little about your experience on the show and then a little bit about some interests that we have in common which actually
0: are many yes if you are not following austin on instagram you need to do so immediately his page is amazing if you're like looking for finding someone who has similar interests we certainly realize that a lot of things line up
1: (laughs) yes for sure I think one of the first things we wanted to ask you about was how did you get into writing?
2: Right. Um, so this is actually a funny story. So before fan fiction was a thing, I was in like fifth, sixth grade. I forget which one it is all the time. Um, my friend, he really loves Sonic the Hedgehog. And he will write these little like sonic stories he would make up. I was like, that's cool. I can do this too. And so what I did, I combined Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, where I had all the Yu-Gi-Oh! characters be like Pokemon trainers and just sort of write adventures through that. Eventually, um, I got bored with it I an house kid. And uh, so I was like, let me write something like actually just out of the blue. So I started uh, writing my own stories from then. I would uh, show them to people on occasion. And eventually, I just fell in love with it.
0: Can we take a second to focus on Yu-Gi-Oh characters as Pokemon trainers? (laughs) Because that is the mashup of my little childhood dreams. Genius. Yeah, that is genius. I'm surprised they haven't done it before.
2: I I can't believe it. Like I think uh Kaiba, he had like three dragon knights. That makes (laughs) sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Blue eyes white dragon. This is what I it meant was... by interests. This is all right up Megan's <laughs> alley. <laughs> well, I actually very recently had a discussion with a friend where where we were going over like, okay, what was like your game of choice growing up? Because there was Digimon, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh! That at least in my world were kind of like the big three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had like a very traumatic incident as a child where my brother and I got into a fight and he took a Sharpie and colored over all of my Pokemon cards Oh, so no. I know, I know. It's hard to say to this day. Um, so I have my Digimon cards safe in a laminated binder. I have Yu-Gi-Oh cards, safe tucked away. Unfortunately, I have no Pokemon cards to show.
2: So uh, <laughs> podcast listeners, you won't be able to see this in the recording, but I am showing them uh, my slide <gasps> for the Sky Dragon card I still have.
0: Oh my that god. That was within arm's reach. Yeah. Like that took you no time to pull out. You're pr- you are ready to duel. Yes. <laughs> always you always have to be ready. Yes. Amazing. That's amazing. So Sonic the Hedgehog, you were the original fanfic writer of Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokémon. We're calling it now. Go yeah. back and check the timeline. We had an inception here. So from that, did you go to school for writing or at what point did you realize like this isn't just a hobby, like I want this to be my
2: job. I've never actually I didn't really consider it a job till maybe after college. Because mm-hmm. um I did when I went to college I didn't know what I was gonna do. I sort of ended up uh, majoring in film.
1: Oh wow, cool.
2: And uh along the way I um they had a creative writing minor at U of M. And so I had to apply to it. Um, I didn't know at the time it was a competitive uh, application that you had to beat other people out. That's mm-hmm. where, you know, you apply, you get in. Um, so I applied, uh, immediately fell in love with uh, writing all over again because um, one of my uh, teachers, probably like one of the hardest uh, critics you'll ever meet, um, she uh, helped me, you know, level up my writing. Quite a lot in like two years, um, and I felt okay if I'm this much better and I've been doing this since i have 10, nine years old, uh, I could probably make a, a show out of this. And then I saw the movie Ghostwriter, and uh. that's why I applied to be the ghostwriter on Nathan for You because I always wanted to be one since I saw the movie.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's amazing.
2: <Yeah. laughs>
1: Actually, we wanted to know as well, what inspired your pen name, Red Hood?
2: Um, so that pen name, um, like when I started high school, you know, we all had like to wear uniforms. And I was like, I want to wear something else when I go out when I'm not at school. And so meanwhile, we went to like JCPenney and there was this like a uh, red hoodie with a samurai helmet on. It. And so I would, every Friday when we went bowling, I would wear that. My friends just started calling me Red Hood, so the nickname stuck. Um, and I'm gonna give you all a sneak peek here. Um, oh, an announcement that's coming. Uh, so the ghost part is because um, I plan on releasing an anthology, a story. It's called Ghost Story Anthology.
0: Oh, oh my gosh, that's yes. amazing! That's awesome. Now, are these made-up stories, or have you ever had an actual ghost encounter?
2: (laughs) Well, if my Twitter bio is to be believed, I am the actual ghost, so yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because on our podcast, we have discussed this quite thoroughly. We've talked about ghosts a lot. Yeah, so we have a very important question for you, so... Throughout after watching, uh, the ghost realtor, it became a big topic. Kelly believes in ghosts. I do not. Um, I think it's kind of one of those things where you have to see it to believe it. And, you know, we started talking about celebrities and how some of them have said they have dated ghosts. And so if you have a relationship in real life, is it cheating if
2: it's with a ghost? So this is uh, something I have actually researched. Okay. oh
1: we have an expert among we have us. an authority this is, this is amazing
2: <laughs> um, so scientifically ghosts technically can exist because energy is not created or destroyed so i feel whatever's left of a person uh that's not part of the body that's just out mm-hmm. in the air um i guess that could be their ghost um mm-hmm. but also there's this uh law in france um where you can actually marry a dead person. Whoa, and call whoa! It ghost marriage. And I, uh, when I found out about that, I was like, man, that'd be a good movie idea. And I forgot about it until so just now.
0: <laughs> well, I can't wait to see the movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if you need any, if you need um some extra, like I don't know, idea generation or some marketing help, Megan and I will be right there for you. We'll help <laughs> yes, you market the 100%. heck out of that movie. <laughs>
0: so does that mean that you think yes, it is cheating? <laughs> Yes, okay. We did ask Kelly's fiance and he said, as long as it wasn't also an emotional affair, he doesn't consider it cheating, but we'll let him know it it would be. (laughs) I'll let him know after this. So just diving into Craigslist, is Craigslist uh, a website you've gotten lots of jobs from or was Nathan one of the first? Um, That was one of
2: the only, I think I've gotten maybe one or two other jobs from Craigslist. When I was in college, um, when I saw, cause the ad, um, I don't know if they showed it on the show. Um, it was, uh, less tart, less specific than, uh, what they said on the show. It was just mm-hmm. like looking for, uh, you to be in greater LA area apply if you want to. And so I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know what it's for, but okay.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So, Why don't you take us through the exchange of you reaching out and at what point you realized that this was a TV show?
2: Oh, this is actually really funny because I didn't until the episode aired. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, So uh, the original guy that responded to the uh, Craigslist ad, we met at McDonald's for a video interview. Okay. Uh, So we did that um i think it was maybe a week later they said come to this address uh for your next interview um and that was when i met nathan for
1: the first time mm-hmm. okay so i thought
2: that was just you know a follow-up interview for the job and so you know we're talking about uh workout exercise and um we did the box thing where we were actually sort of imitating what the uh exercise was supposed to be mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah um and so, after that all wrapped up, they said, uh, "You know, you gotta uh, can you do this in a week." I said, "Sure, I could." Um, it was a tough week.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was one of my questions as well, because obviously you got it written really quickly. Mm-hmm. So, like, how many hours a day did you spend writing the movement?
2: Oh my lord! So I would wake up probably around eight or nine. I would like write straight till whenever I got hungry. Around one or two, mm-hmm. uh, eat maybe watch something. Go straight back to writing for the rest of the day. <laughs> um, so that was pretty much it for like the next five six days. Till we met up again.
1: Jeez. And did you like have an idea of what you were going to write about, or was Nathan just like, yeah, write about? We just need a backstory for this guy. Like, how much information did he give you?
2: Um, they gave me some specific things to include some like uh bullet points to add here and there but mostly it was just up to me to make it up from there
0: you did a great job (laughs) yes so we do have the book so i did read it um we loved it um i think that something that really stuck out to me is how detailed some characters backstories were who i thought was just a character that would be there for a moment and the way you were able to really make it feel like it was someone's actual life. So there was like a gym teacher that was only a part of the story for a short amount of time, but they had like a nickname and this whole backstory before the character was even at the school. And when I found out the timeline, like I, I can't tell you how shocked I was or how you were able to write this full book. So I was also wondering like how much research you had to do as a part of This writing process because it seems like you cover a lot of different topics in very different fields. I can give you a few examples of um, like topics that I was surprised about. So like obviously fitness was a really big part of it. Um, You had talked about like going to Africa and you know obviously the Jungle Children which we can bring up afterwards. But I think even talking about science um at the elementary school level like having to research what kids would be learning at that time um i just felt like there was a lot of people's full lives um that they had very different backgrounds and i thought how difficult it would be for me to write talking about all these different subjects
2: um so the exercise specifically um i had like uh Google image like off on the side. Um, like, you know, they had like the man standing up, each uh, muscle uh, label. So I had that just always on standby. Um, for the science specifically, um, most of that I just remember uh, off memory. Science was probably before uh, English, science is my favorite subject in uh, school so a lot of that's like this is probably what i did around and that sounds mm-hmm. right
0: yeah i i thought you did a great wow. job so i think some of like the burning questions that we got when we posted we get to chat with austin like what are you dying to know and i think a lot of people who have read the movement are dying to know why steve jobs
2: Why that was entirely their idea oh, oh nice. <laughs>
0: Wow, I didn't know that. I thought that you came up with that.
2: No, um, so they said that uh, that was another thing because I don't. I've never really paid much attention to Steve Jobs before or after. So he was one of the figures uh, I definitely had the resource, like mm-hmm. uh, you know how they have the early life on Wikipedia where he would live and be and all that. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'll just like vaguely fit him in here. Hopefully, it <laughs> works. <laughs>
0: No, I think you did a really great job because it seemed like that's something someone could really easily fact check, but it sounds like you had all the bases covered. Was <laughs> there anything else they said you have to include in the book?
2: I think the other big thing was the Jungle Children. They wanted that included. Um, but the characters and the plot of that, that was all up to me.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, did you draw from any personal experiences for the book?
2: From like the very first page, that's probably one of my more relatable ones. Um, when I'm like detailing the ingredients on the back of the box, because I used to always read those as a kid. I don't mm, even know why. Nice. Mm-hmm. Like learning about all the different like food colorings and glucose, everything that's in there. <laughs> um, like. Yeah, there were little things like that that I would do that were in the story. I just had to put in there.
0: Mm -hmm. When they told you you had to have Steve Jobs as a childhood friend and you had to incorporate jungle children, at any point did you think this might be a bit much?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, Steve. When they mentioned Steve Jobs, uh, I like inwardly like uh, cringed a little bit because one, I didn't know anything about him. Two, I don't want this to be sort of like anyone to take it out of context that whatever I write about them uh, says what I feel about because I didn't have any feelings about them. Um, So there's like, you know, that fear when you like are compared or talk about someone that's already sort of established, people can take that out of context. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was glad for the most part when the book came out, no one like came and attacked me like, you hate Steve Jobs. So.
1: Yeah, I was going to say as well, like, there's some guests on the Nathan For You show that like, they edit them. And I'm like, I would hate to be that person. But I feel like you were presented in a really good light. And obviously, mm-hmm. it's because you're a really lovely person. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that must have been a bit of a relief as well after I'm not sure how much of the show you've watched. But they, they've they definitely presented some people where it's kind of like, oh, my goodness, that's not that's not cool
2: oh, that's the other thing I found out about the uh, show in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we recorded, I didn't know it was part of the show at that time. Uh, a friend of mine, he was uh, interning for uh, Comedy Central, like I think the fall after that so we filmed in the summer. He was like, you didn't tell me you were on Nathan for you. I was like, I was on what? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and so he sent me a link to the episode. I was like, Oh. So you're like, this I
0: explains did... a lot. Yeah, you're yeah. like, I'm in L.A., weird stuff just happens. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but, yeah.
0: Did you go back and watch any other episodes, or have you only seen the episodes you've been on?
2: I have seen clips of a few of the other ones. Um, it's been a mess I've been on Comedy Central. Um, I cannot remember off the top of my head right now, but I have seen uh, several clips. Um I've seen people post uh, little memes on Instagram and on uh, Reddit. I check out the subreddit every once in a while. Nice. But it was all uh, in good fun. I had fun while I was on the show. Nothing uh, seemed like too taxing or uh, awkward, at at least not for the most part, anyway. Uh, Because I didn't know Nathan that first time too well because I haven't watched me in the show yet. Um, so it's hard because when we were filming um, and they wanted multiple takes, I'm trying to uh, you know get a reaction from them so I know how to steer the rest of the scene and you know how Nathan is. So <laughs> that was the biggest challenge, I would say.
0: I would love to learn a little bit more about the interview process you went through. So of course we see the most iconic line, probably that's attributed to you of, can you come up with an original sentence on the spot? And you absolutely nail it, putting other people getting interviewed (laughs) to shame that are (laughs) trying to interview for some sort of writing position. Um, So I have a few questions on that one. I would assume that that is probably the thing you are asked the most. Uh, to come up with an original sentence oh, is that After that, that true?
2: episode aired, yes. <laughs> like, you I have to like dish we, out
0: sentences all the time.
2: Like ten out of ten messages I got uh, on um, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, where uh, can you? Uh, they they used straight up ask for a sentence. They would uh, say you were great on the show X Y Z. By the way, can you? Uh, make up a sentence real quick
0: (laughs) so do you do you respond do you respond with an original sentence Uh,
2: to the ones i remember to get back to yes Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) that's fair you're asked a lot have you ever used one of those sentences that you come up with on the spot to turn into a story or does it ever help lead to some sort of creative endeavor um not to my
2: knowledge i don't think I have but uh I'm not opposed to it in the future I'll I'll go back and see which ones I sent that got the most likes
0: (laughs) yeah see if any of them give you a little inspiration we did have a few people asking um about Roman and Kenzie and if they were still together did anything happen with them is there going to be a book a full chapter I think that book would absolutely kill it
2: (laughs) Um, I will say, Roman and Kinsey are probably happily married by now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, love a happy ending. Good for them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we had a couple questions as well on the Diarrhea Times. One of my uh, yeah. one of my biggest questions was: they show a clip of you going to other people and saying, "Like, I'm the editor in chief of the Diarrhea Times." What was the reaction to that? Because the guy that you say it to in the clip, he doesn't seem to like have too big a reaction. I would not have been able to keep a straight face. I don't know how you kept a straight face.
2: <laughs> that was so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it was like literally the only instruction is we're gonna like lead you around to some rooms. When um, you introduce yourself to people, we need you to say this and a business card. Oh my um, god! It was the most taxing thing I did on that show so I'm trying not to laugh so hard <laughs> and I have to uh, actually introduce myself.
1: oh my god yeah incredible stuff when they did they approach you to come back and um write for that fake newspaper as well or I guess it was a real newspaper
2: um yes uh they had uh we had done this over like the course of months they're like can, can you think of, like 20 25, like, short articles you could write for, so I was like, yeah, that's not a problem. And for the most part, I just, like, looked up uh, things I knew I had like, interest in. Um, my favorite one was when I wrote about the Zelda Symphony. Mm, I saw
1: that. That was really fun. From so Hyrule
2: know, to our ears. Because <laughs> um, I didn't know uh, that was the thing that was happening, so I made sure I went and uh, watched that That was pretty cool. Um, Some of the other ones. A lot of people uh, um, weren't sure if I was kidding about Nick and Nora's being my favorite movie. It is. I was going to
1: ask if it still was, or have you found a new favorite?
2: Oh, no, it's still my favorite.
1: (laughs) It's a good choice.
0: I think we heard that there is potentially a Nick and Nora's number two coming out. Really? Really?
1: That's the, ru- the rumor.
0: Megan's going to look it up, but
1: I, I do think that that was something that might have been happening. I was going to suggest if you like that movie, I do think there's been a couple of like fun, similar vibe movies that have come out
0: recently as well that I can send your way. I don't see it confirmed, but it was one of the questions from our group.
1: <laughs> Maybe they made it.
0: <laughs> Did they lie?
1: Maybe they were hoping you would.
0: Write oh yeah, Nora do too. you ha- have you written any fanfic about it?
2: Um, actually, no. Uh, I wouldn't want to like take, uh my perception of the movie with that because I would not. It wouldn't be as good. I don't think. Because I've never been like real good with like indie type stories or at least writing them anyway, but I enjoy them a lot.
1: Yeah, because you mostly write kind of like fantasy. Type stuff, right? That's kind of what I I noticed for sure, which is really fun. Um, are there any like big fantasy movies or books coming out that you're looking forward to?
2: I gotta look it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm like into sci-fi, which is like fantasy adjacent. I feel like they're like cousins or something.
2: Uh, I know it's not coming out, but it came out. Uh, Love and Monsters. I heard good things for. Oh,
0: I watched it. I really liked it. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I want to uh, check that one out at some point.
0: Is that on Hulu or Netflix? It's on Netflix. I thought it was a really great movie.
2: Like that's the other thing. Netflix like original movies have gotten like so much better since. Uh, I think the first one I watched was the Will Smith one when you had like the uh, the orc partner.
1: I think it was Bright. Was that? I don't have Bright
2: in the title. I can remember. All I know is I didn't actually enjoy it. But by the time I realized, I didn't enjoy it. We're like two hours into the movie. So we just finished it anyway.
1: Yeah, some costs. You have to at a certain point, right?
2: Um, and then Bird Box came out. And I was like, okay. This is definitely oh, better yeah. than the last one. I enjoyed it. Or parts of it anyway. And I was like, all right, Netflix, what you got next? And then they hit me with it. Um, the Old Guard is probably my favorite Netflix movie they've ever made.
0: I haven't seen it. I'm going to write that down right now. I haven't seen that one either.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a big movie person. I watch a lot of movies, so I'm always looking for recommendations. And
0: Kelly, if you've ever heard of the website Letterboxd writes, how many reviews have you written? Yeah, I love
1: writing movie reviews. Actually, Austin, you should probably get on Letterboxd and you can write movie reviews for whatever movie you watch. It's pretty fun. A lot of the reviews are really ridiculous
0: too.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to get everyone on Letterboxd so that I have more
0: friends. (laughs) Did you prefer the movement or the Richards Uh, tip?
2: I will say I prefer uh, the second one. um, The Richards tip. That was uh, because when I was coming back for that one, I knew about the show by this point. Mm i would watched a, a few episodes and some clips and I was like, okay so i know what he's about now and mm-hmm. so my goal when we were filming like entirely was just i gotta get him to laugh i got
0: i think <laughs> the closest you were was with your original sentence like there's screenshots of his face all over reddit of being like he almost <laughs> cracked
1: <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i think he wasn't expecting it to be like an mm-hmm. actually well-crafted sentence
2: um, i think so they may not have kept it but when we were uh um, filming when we were talking about the um, layout of the newspaper. Um, I think right around there we were talking about, so what we've known since you've been in town uh, since you're back. And I told him the story about uh, me and my friends. We went to um, Little China. And so we were just hanging out there. And there was this, uh, when we were leaving this old Lady approached us. And she was now asking for money. Uh, Some of them gave her something, but they said, uh, I didn't notice this, but she had like a dead rat in her hand.
0: Oh my God.
2: Yeah. And I just entirely just missed that. And so I was telling him this story for the first time while we were filming, and he like bent over laughing.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. That
1: should be your Twitter bio. Like, I made Nathan Fielder laugh. (laughs) (laughs) i it is like obviously the character that nathan plays is not supposed to laugh on this show but oh those moments when he almost laughs are my favorite parts of the show for Mm -hmm. sure
0: i have so many more questions about this woman holding a dead rat but like i'm i don't i don't know if i want the answers (laughs) i
2: I don't
0: know if i have answers i just did not know this just a mysterious rat woman. <laughs> Some things are meant to be mysteries, okay? So after you had gotten your second job on Nathan for you as the Diary of Times editor, I think you had every position that the newspaper could possibly offer you. It is the most stacked business card. To be honest, I was surprised it wasn't on your LinkedIn. <laughs> I feel like it's a flex.
2: Oh, oh <laughs> I throw that up there, nothing but
0: I think it's very relevant work experience. You've written a whole book. You could be an autobiography ghostwriter. You could be an editor-in-chief. You have a ton of experience from the show, which is excellent. Um, how long did it take you to write each issue of The Diarrhea Times?
2: It was at least maybe two, three months. Um, just sort of like splitting it up. They would ask for like a certain amount at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, and most of us, like, uh, come up with, like, a list of topics. I think they asked me to come up with a list of topics. Um, they would choose which ones they thought would make the uh, best one. They suggested some. Um, like, I think Integrity as a writer, I think that was one of their ideas they wanted mm. to include.
1: I feel like that makes sense. It would be spread out over a long time because I was like, that's a lot of articles to have to just come up with in like a week that like require you to actually do stuff like going to the symphony, like you mentioned.
0: Mm-hmm. Did they pay for you to go and do the activities that you were writing about? Uh,
2: they paid for each of the articles to go to the events for some of them, no. But they did when uh, after everything was and you know, they paid for... Uh, me to fly back out there for the hotel. So,
0: So on the episode, uh, Nathan seems very surprised that Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist is the cover, but it sounds like they knew that that was going to be on the cover long before that. Um, I'm
2: actually not sure which one was going to be on the cover. Um, I know they said they were like going back and forth between that one, the Integrity one, and I think um, she... uh was, it's okay. I can't remember what the third one was, but um they were like free in contention. And uh so I think they probably just wanted whichever one had like the best like front uh photo they could put up there.
1: Yeah, Michael Sarah catches the eye.
0: So you would just submit individual articles and they did the layout and would place the articles in the paper and get it printed. So, did you meet any other characters on either episode other than Nathan and the producers?
2: I actually did not. It was all like pretty, like, uh, come in, we're gonna get this uh, done as fast as we can. So, I think we filmed all of the second one in like a day.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that you hadn't met Jack, but I do know that in the movement, there are multiple times where you reference his tattoos and come up with a backstory or talk about what he went through to shave his uh, head to be bald and his face. So were you given a photo of him for that?
2: Um, Yes. Uh, A couple of times uh, we had tried to sort of get uh, me and Jack in the same room. The timing just didn't work. That's all. I did actually want to meet him talk to him see uh which of these things you know he actually uh feels inspired by that he did the most
1: yeah I feel like um he would have had some interesting (laughs) answers perhaps (laughs) for better or for worse
0: has anyone on the show reached out to you afterwards and they were like oh you wrote the book for me or like I got the diarrhea times, or they realized that you were on the same episode as them? Uh,
2: Surprisingly, no. I don't really uh, get much from the other uh, Nathan Free veterans. Uh, But I haven't reached out to any of them either. So it's a two way street on that front. That's okay.
0: (laughs) I feel like I would want to know the person who wrote my life story that I had to go on TV and say, like, I feel like I would be the one actively seeking you out, being like, (laughs) you really had a vision for me in my life. I wish I would like live up to those expectations. Maybe he should go and try to do some of the things you said he did in the book. So for the Richards tip, um, did they explain to you why there needed to be a name change section? Did you learn of the whole scheme beforehand or did they only give you no context and say we need a paper written?
2: Um, so they told me about the, uh, the uh, scheme uh, after I uh, flew out there to uh, film the okay. episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we were like on a lunch break between uh, the first, um, we were supposed to be filming multiple days, and we did the first two days, um, and then I think after lunch we did the me going around. And so, uh, during the lunch, one of the producers, uh, was telling me what was up. Nice. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Not surprised. Um, would you change your name for a thousand and (laughs) one dollars? No. No. I think that's very reasonable. It sounds like, uh, they really had to jump through a lot of hoops. I wonder if he ever changed his name to Paul.
2: I was never uh, kept up to date on that. I would hope maybe not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a lot of effort to change it. And then it's like to change it back is even more effort, Mm -hmm. but alas.
0: While in LA, did you see any news articles or any reporters talking about the giant
2: tip that was left? Uh, I didn't see too much. But actually, one last thing before uh, we uh, wrap up. I, I got to share this. It's funny. Um, yeah. So I think maybe one, two years ago, uh, me and my friend, we decided to Google each other just to see what we could find. Uh, so, and she found this hilarious, uh, what's it, Craigslist or Reddit? Uh, I can't wait. I should have the picture somewhere.
0: We'll let you find it.
2: <laughs> okay, it it, it was right, and this is funny. The uh, title of the post is "Can Austin Bowers get me laid?" Oh, yeah, wow. this. Um, And this is what it says: uh, Whoever you are, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry I'm exposing your message, <laughs> but it's funny. Sorry. Um,
0: It was one of us.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, It says, I'm a 21-year-old female, and I matched with this guy on Tinder, who is exactly my type, and our one mutual interest is Nathan for you, which just makes him even hotter. I've never messaged first because I am lame, surprised, but I really want to hook up with the first person I've met in real life who also appreciates my favorite show. I thought about messaging him Austin Bowers' original sentence from the movie.
0: I did see this oh post, actually.
2: Oh, wow. And, you know, she uh, quotes the uh, whole sentence. that um, she says, as a fan, would you find this funny or no? Is there a better link of view reference I could make? Thank you for even looking at this and considering helping me in my quest for <laughs> casual sex.
0: Um. (laughs) now after seeing that did you message her and say like hit me up on tinder i would respond very well to this line
2: oh Um, my god um i didn't even think i was too busy laughing at it to think about it i do feel
0: like it's a good pickup line for you actually (laughs) if if there was a fan that messaged you on a dating app, would you think it's weird <laughs> or be into it?
1: Megan's always trying to set people up on this show. It's like, first
0: it's my mom, now it's Austin. <laughs> I just want to know if Austin would be into it or not.
2: I think I would be uh, endeared by it a little bit. I would laugh and uh, I would respond, but yeah.
0: If they wrote a fanfic f- about you... Would that be too much or just the right amount?
2: Uh, that would probably be too much. Out.
0: <laughs> okay. For everyone <laughs> thinking of DMing him an original <laughs> sentence, we approve of a fanfic too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No fanfics, please. So do you get recognized often from the show?
2: Um, Usually, like whenever they uh, redo an episode and someone sees it and they see me, um, they uh, generally recognize me right away. Um, at U of M, like all the uh, uh, college kids, well, I worked at 7 Eleven, a lot of the college kids that came in, they're like, Were you on Nathan for you? Uh, wow. So, like, they're probably, there's probably like selfies of me somewhere online uh, wearing <laughs> like a 7 Eleven shirt. <laughs>
0: I would have asked for a selfie. I would have, I would have asked you to write my autobiography, and told you nothing <laughs> about myself. You still can. He's right. That's here. true. <laughs> Are you still a ghostwriter? I am. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you get requests for projects from because of the show at all?
2: Uh, from time to time, um, I actually just got one recently, and it was uh, someone wanted someone wants me to write a uh, birthday story for their friend right
0: now oh oh that's nice That's really fun now um i'm not sure if you've seen this episode but there is a caricature artist who draws mean caricatures and he posts in um some facebook groups for nathan for you the nathan for you business uh page is you know a real hot spot for nathan for you fans And so if you're ever interested, I feel like you could post there and say, like, hey, if anybody wants a short story written about them, I feel like that's something a lot of people would be interested in. Yeah, for sure. I also think, and we can leave this out, but I think you should read bits of the movement on TikTok and make a TikTok account about it. Oh, my (laughs) gosh.
1: Megan and I know nothing about TikTok. This is like a through line for the podcast, but we... (laughs) We suggest things about TikTok a lot. So
0: um, yeah, it's because recently I saw someone and she was reading a fan fiction. And so she spends her TikTok, she reads like little snippets of it. (laughs) And I feel like if you were reading like an article from the Diary of Times or like little chapters of the movement, I feel like people would go crazy for it. So if you ever were like, hey, today's gonna be my debut on TikTok, give us a shout. We'll tell people <laughs> about it. We'll try to sneak into it. If you ever move to Canada. We'll duet. Yeah, we'll do it. Oh, wow. That
2: would
1: be All those TikTok words that we totally know.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> so yeah. I do have uh, another question for you. So at the end of uh, one of the episodes, you and Nathan discuss going to grab a beer. Do you ever see Nathan outside of the show?
2: Never. It was always either, uh, while filming or just on the set. I was like, after the show, uh, some of the producers, uh, we kept touch for maybe like a year, um, after, you know, we just, uh, chat and talk, uh, you know, play games online, that type of thing.
0: Oh, that's fun. What games did nice. you play?
2: Uh, ooh, Um, so back in the day before, um, so I don't know if you guys know about uh Dual Links. The, uh, I don't. It's like the no, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh phone app. Um, so before I got before that one came out, the card game app I played was Ascension. Mm. And um, like there's like still few people that actually know what that game is. And the producer did it was like, yo, we should play this sometime. And so you know, we'd like meet up on Skype or whatever, talk, play the game. Um, that type of thing.
0: Oh, that's sick. That's so cool. Yeah. So is there anything we didn't ask that you think is like a fun tidbit from behind the scenes or you think people who watch the show wouldn't know about?
2: Uh, so it's actually a fun story So one of the uh, like other things, sort of going back to the mass singer. Um, like after the uh, um, land there, you know we first uh, I meet with them before we go to the hotel. Um, so we're all, uh, chilling and relaxing. And so, you know, after that, you know, it's, they offered me a little to know, so one of the, uh, uh, PAs. And, um, on the way there, we're just, uh, she plays sort of like Bruno Mars playlist. And, uh, of course, uh, Just the Way You Are, there it is. Um, starts oh, yeah. playing. And we have like the most spontaneous duet ever.
0: That's That would have been me, too, if I were that PA. It sounds like you got along so well with everyone on the cast and ended up making friends with, like, the producers and PAs and, and other people who were on the show. It sounds like they had a good group of people.
2: Oh, yeah, no. They were all nice and fun, good mm-hmm. people to
0: work with. Oh, that's really nice
1: to hear. Yeah, and I think we have some fun interest okay. questions. So. We noticed you're a big
2: fan yeah, of the oh Masked Singer. <laughs>
1: if you if you were a contestant on the Masked Singer, do you have any idea what your costume might be? Squid. A squid? Oh, that's such a good one. Would you have like a fun like I know some of them are like robo porcupine and stuff. Would you have be like a squid in like an outfit? Like would you have a hat or
2: something? Um so. I think last, no you know, two years ago at uh, this festival, Arts, Beats, and Eats, um, they had this squid hat, which kind of is why I chose it. Um, and it had this, like, switch on the inside, and then the, the eyes would light up. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, my uh, costume, you know, I would have a, a squid outfit, and I would have, like, the eyes and, like, the suction cups sort of, like, light up in, like, sequence going down.
0: Um, yeah what would your opening song be
2: oh um normally i would say grenade but that's already been sung on there uh that's okay let's see this uh, is
0: our world
2: <laughs> <laughs> um but other than grenade i would probably say shape of you by uh mm. ed sheeran
1: Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. And then you could, like, I feel like this squid costume would be really good for, like, dancing, too, with all the arms and stuff.
2: Oh, because they do more animatronic uh, costumes, not so like the tentacles could, like, yeah. do this. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I can see it all in my head. The dancers in the weird
0: morph suits that they always wear. Yeah. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Now, of the contestants, which have been some of your favorite costumes?
2: Um... Fox I love
0: that one yeah oh yeah uh, Wayne Brady oh
1: spoilers for the mass singer sorry um, everyone
2: <laughs> uh Fox I love the sun outfit oh yeah um I haven't yet finished season five I'm I wait on it to finish until I'm finished through it all um uh, that's how
1: I do it too have you caught up with
2: season five before I say what I'm about to say
1: I haven't, but it's okay. I'll forget by the time I
2: watch it. Um, the uh, first reveal was Kermit the Frog.
1: Oh, Whoa. I did see that one. Yeah. And he was in like a snail yeah. costume. It's pretty wild. If anyone hasn't watched it, like definitely YouTube it. What
2: a
0: reveal. Yeah. <laughs> People were mad. I feel like the judges, there's no chance. How would you guess that?
2: I- because, like, the first thing you see pop out of like, the snail shell is, like, two green hands, And I was so shocked by the hands I didn't even think it was going to be Kermit that popped out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Any other reality shows that you watch?
2: Uh, on occasion, I'll watch, like, uh, American Ninja Warrior sometimes.
0: So next, um, can you please explain the pigeon named Rice on your Instagram story?
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <goodness. laughs> uh, so literally yesterday, um, so I worked, like, part-time at Lowe's.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, you know, lately, because it's, like, halfway into the summer, uh, most people have done, like, plant shopping. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, so empty. This like, bird dying of thirst just comes crawling oh, no. uh into the uh well he wasn't dying this, he was thirsty and he's like drinking the uh water dripping down from like the AC unit. Mm-hmm. oh my gosh and he was just chilling there i'm like okay i'll take a selfie with the one he's here
1: i have a cat that i picked up off the street so i'm a very big animal
0: person <laughs> do you have any pets
2: me no but at mm-hmm. the First chance, I do plan to get a uh, python, maybe.
0: Whoa. Yeah, that'll
2: be the first pet I have in a while.
0: That's a bold pet. Do you know a lot about snakes? Uh, I
2: know enough. I'm confident enough to take care of it, yeah.
0: Oh, man.
1: Good segue. Speaking of snakes, we know you're a Taylor Swift fan also. Which, we are also huge Swifties. So, after... Red Taylor's version comes out. Which album are you most excited for?
2: Honestly, all of them. It. It's, <laughs> like, there's so few songs of hers that I can't vibe with. Actually, mm-hmm. fun story. Um, when I first got to L.A. and I was still learning, like, the bus system, um, I was on one, I was on the right bus first, but, like, you know how sometimes they change numbers during the route? And I oh, didn't yeah. notice it until, like, I'm much farther away from where I had to go. So I like got off the bus. I was like, man, I don't know if I should get on another one. And they'll take me farther away. So I knew the general direction of the uh, hotel I had to get to. So I just started walking. And by a certain point, you know, it's like really hot in LA. I'm tired. I need to keep going. So I like put Shake It Off on (laughs) repeat. And just keep playing that as I'm walking.
1: It's the vibe. Sometimes that's what you got to do. You just got to shake it off. I feel that.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, um, I think you also make a lot of playlists, correct?
2: I do, yes.
1: Do you have a favorite song for this year yet?
2: For this year? Oh, so um, one song, I don't know if it came out this year, but it's called Teeth. Uh, let's see, who was it by?
1: I'm intrigued already. Uh,
2: five seconds of summer.
1: Oh man. I feel like that's a good summer bop. If it's by five seconds of summer.
2: Yeah. I don't know, uh, when it came out. I just know I found it recently and I love it.
0: Nice. (laughs) So you make a new playlist every year. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Every year, right around my birthday, I will just like make a new one. Um, Mm -hmm. including most of the songs. I, uh, like, from, you know, the whole year. my birthday's near the end.
0: So, are these on Spotify? Can anyone find these playlists?
2: I uh, have them as, like, private, like, playlists on YouTube. Mm. But I'm more than fine uh, saying what each <laughs> of the songs are. Um, I think the one um, I made last, let me see, just to read off some. Uh, we got Born For This By The Score. That's on there. Kiana Lee uh, X is on there. I don't know if you heard that one. Um, and then there are some old ones that I, just, I can't let go. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um,
0: is there a song that has been on every one of your playlists?
2: Mm. Ooh, um, yes, it is uh, uh, City is Ours by Big Time Rush. I love that song. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs>
1: oh, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I also love making playlists, but I'm not as dedicated as you are. <laughs> I just kind of make them as I think of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, I'm totally guilty of putting like the same songs on them. And then, like, you know, every time I'm like, oh, listen to this playlist, I'm like, this is the same as the other playlist, basically. It's all the same stuff. Or mm-hmm. like
2: those few songs that like they go, uh, like they come every other playlist, like uh, Don style. Wasn't on the last, oh, but I make it on this one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my god, I have not thought of that song in a while.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, I feel like we're kind of wrapping up. I, I know we had a couple listeners who wanted to know if there's any manga you would like to see translated, or like maybe your top three animes or manga that you'd want to see kind of brought over to
2: the US. Number one right now, kind of is already in the US: uh, Demon Slayer. Uh, currently that's probably like my favorite anime to watch Uh, some of the other ones still sort of gotta make their name known more over here but yeah
0: cool
1: yeah well i think meg do you have anything else you want to ask
0: so i think lastly we should just chat a little bit about your most recent project um four hearts academy do you want to tell us all about it
2: and I'm bad at explaining this, but it's um, <laughs> like the one time where like randomly coming up with like, since is hard, uh, <laughs> but, um, so, you know, like shows like, uh, X-Men, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. one of the things I liked about that was like, powers weren't, you know, um, magic thing, you know, they were just like, you know, genetic people, uh, they were born that way. Um. The only thing is that in X-Men, you know, they treat you know like a mutation. Um, so for Four Hearts, back when I like, first made this in high school, however many years ago, um, I was like, okay, I can do this, but I'll make it so like it's not actually a mutation. It's just a normal genetic thing for these people to be born with certain abilities. And it's actually more rare to not be born with it. So I just slipped up on like normal things. So there's, like, just normal laws about them, um, what you can do, stuff like that. And that was more of the going for us when I first made it. Um, it was just more like, here's these people with powers learn how to use them um, while they go to school. And it just sort of evolved uh, over time. Mm-hmm. And, cool. Because, uh, like, I think back then I was just more about you know what? we gonna have to learn. They're gonna fight, learn, and fight. Um, and back then, the main character Nuria wasn't a, a girl. Because uh, when I wanted to remake the story and have it, you know, be like an actual thing that wasn't written for fun, I think way like to make the three main characters sort of still be competitive, but it's not like they're just always trying to one up each other like three boys would. And I couldn't think of a way until, like, what if I just gender that one of them? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and so it just made, well, it didn't make the most sense, I guess, but, like, to me, it made sense to just make the main character a girl. And actually, I've loved it. I think that was, like, the best idea I could have made.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. And you have a Patreon as well, right? Yes. Yeah, everyone should check out Four Hearts Academy. Go check out Austin's Patreon. Do you have, like, a dream for where you want Four Hearts Academy to go? Do you want it to be, like, do you want to write a full novelization or, like, a TV show? Anything like that? Kind of, like, sky's the limit.
2: Um, So the next page, I do think I want to, like, I don't think I want to make it a TV show because it'll be too long. And I think Mm -hmm. uh, TV shows that go past five, six seasons, they fizzle out. Um, oh yeah so I would think uh, if anything I'd probably make like a a little like comic book type of deal awesome
0: oh a comic book would be great because you also draw right me no
2: no I have uh, artists that I work with actually one of the uh, um, so if you like went to the four hearts sweater like that cover Mm -hmm. image yeah uh, the profile pic that was actually drawn by one of my uh, partners who lives in Canada. Oh, <laughs> yeah. how did
0: you meet them?
2: Um, uh, I met them on DeviantArt. Uh, um, oh, I okay, looking, yeah. I was looking for people that were open to commissions. back could get, hey, you want to do like this artwork for me? I'd appreciate it. And she was one of like, she was really the only one to respond.
0: So. With going to conventions, do you ever cosplay? I think you do a bit of LARPing.
2: Um, so, actually, I do have, I'm going to BlurCon next month in DC.
0: Oh, very cool. Cool. Yeah,
2: do I you have I your have, costume? I do.
0: <laughs> Sneak peek.
2: So, I have this staff right here.
0: Oh, amazing. Ooh. Did you make that?
2: No, I ordered this
0: uh, off Etsy. Okay, it's very nice. Oh, man, yeah. That's very cool. And I
2: should have the other one of the cloak around here.
0: So it is clearly something we can't show everyone. But I'm sure that if you follow Austin on Instagram after he goes to the convention, you can check out his cosplaying outfit for it. It's very elaborate. Yeah, totally. That's wild. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It looks great. Actually, Austin, would you ever
1: consider doing, like, writing for, like, a and d type thing? Like, a, would you ever be, like, a dungeon master?
2: I've actually been a dungeon master before. Ooh, oh, Megan and I
0: love D&D. Actually, so- <laughs> we were talking about, as, like, a special extra episode, um, doing, like, a, a Nathan for you D&D campaign. <laughs> So if you're interested we'd love to have you on again
1: <laughs> yeah you could definitely come on oh, for that. It's be most
2: definitely game that sounds
1: awesome oh that'd be amazing yeah we don't know how exactly we're gonna do it yet mm-hmm. but uh we've got some ideas kicking around to make it vaguely nathan
0: themed mm-hmm. so uh we would love to have yeah you. we'll definitely steal you back um i think that would be super fun i am so excited did you want to finish telling us about your costume
2: Ah yes, so I don't know if you've ever seen, or not seen, um, read this uh, book trilogy by Brandon Sanderson. Oh, I have not, but that looks very cool. So the characters, um, uh, they have certain, okay, so there are these characters called Missborn, and they have, uh, these specific cloaks that they use to identify themselves, so most people, you know, will leave them alone because, you know, they're too powerful to just be, like, trifled with by most normal people because mm-hmm. uh, they uh, basically manipulate the metal. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and everything, you know, in the cities or whatever is metal. And so most people, you know, just steer clear of them. And this is uh, what the Mistborn wear, and they fight, you know, with uh, wooden items, because, you know, of a Mistborn, which is not the metal away.
0: Right? hmm
2: And actually, another part, they uh, use coins to, like, travel and jump. Oh, wow. So I, like, bought, like, a thing, like, gold coins to have when I uh, cosplay.
0: <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah, I have a few friends who are like very artistic, they're super into cosplay, they go to all the conventions in Toronto and the costumes are amazing and it's so cool to see everyone all dressed up. I think that in Canada it might be, we might have to wait until next year, things are opening up a little bit slower but we're gaining momentum so hopefully soon yeah yeah, hopefully things will be opening up again i'm sure that a lot of cosplayers have turned to like different kinds of online media to showcase their building skills um yeah i think a lot of twitch streaming and stuff like that
2: that's something i plan to get into at some point this year too Mm.
0: yeah that's a good one because you game as well what's uh i think you mentioned a few games that you played with some of the nathan for you producers but what is your favorite game
2: Ooh, right now, I've been playing a lot of uh, fighting games. Um, uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, nice. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is the newest one I got into. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Overwatch.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Overwatch is classic. Did you see the new Mortal Kombat movie also? I did. Did you ha- What were your thoughts? I also watched it, so I... I won't uh, spoil what I thought, but...
2: Um, I thought it was, you no know, okay. No, it's a video game movie, so it's not going to be the greatest. But I thought it was good for what it was. I love and hate the fact that Kano was my favorite character in the movie. I
1: I agree totally. I'm sad that they used Goro in such a, like, weird small spot. Because he's, like... And I, I actually like the 1990s Mortal Kombat movies. Like, they're pretty fun and cheesy,
2: so um,
1: I don't know. I'm interested to see where they go next because they're clearly making a sequel.
2: Yeah, like my biggest gripe, okay, not my biggest, like one of my like petty gripes with the movie is Molina's in it, and we don't see her bite a yeah. single person.
1: Totally, <laughs> like, I feel you. I
2: was like, when they had her like the mouth all stretched out, I was like, okay, she's gonna bite somebody now, and nope. <laughs>
1: next movie they're saving it for the sequel those jerks (laughs) kelly did
0: you write a review online about it i did write a review on
1: letterboxd for mortal Kombat. can we hear
0: it yeah if i let me find it um (laughs) so austin you can you can learn a little bit more about letterboxd so it sounds like you're a big movie buff and could maybe get into being a reviewer since you're such a talented writer as well
2: I'm definitely going to look
0: this up. Yeah, you can see Kelly's reviews. I'm not on it, but I don't watch enough movies. You could still get on it, for sure.
1: I wrote... I gave it three and a half stars, and I just wrote I got what I came for, which is true. I was like, I want to see some people beat each other up. This is, like, the first fun action movie that's coming out. I did also watch Godzilla vs. Kong, like, the week before.
2: The fights were worthwhile. Everything else,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie um, didn't need to exist, but you know what? It was it was fun too. I guess we've had very little going on up here in Canada, so uh, any any chance to watch some people beat each other up on our big TV, I'm like game for.
0: This has also inspired me to go back and watch Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Maybe we can do an episode about it.
2: I love that movie. I didn't even expect to like it. Like, someone told me what it was about. I was like, uh, fine. Because they were, like, they were turning to pick a movie. And, like, I wasn't, I'm still not, like, a big Michael sarah fan. Like, some of his movies I like. Oh, yeah. Do you like uh, Scott Pilgrim? That's probably the only other one, that and Nick and Nora's. And um, so they told me, no, it'll be great. And I I hate my words on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: you were also great on this podcast. So thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to let people know where they can follow you?
2: Yes. So on Twitter and Instagram at Redhood underscore ghost. And if you want to follow the Four Hearts story independently, That is at Twitter at number four, Arts Academy, after.
1: Yeah, and I'll put everything in the show notes too, so people can check out all of your work and keep up with what's going on with you. This has been truly wonderful. This is like the first interview that we've really done on here. So it's uh, lovely that we got to talk to you, Austin. You were such a great guest.
0: Yeah, if we can find a fun game we can play, maybe play around a and d maybe talk a little Nick and Nora. We'd love to have you back sometime.
2: Not much, yeah. yeah.
0: Amazing. This has been Kelly and Megan and Austin on your side.